Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Guys, I had Jacqueline on. Now I've got Kathy, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Hi. <laughs> so excited. I, I like to lay out the time frame. So you joined season three. Yes. Which was in 2000. I don't even know the date. I think it was, I want to say 2011, 2010. I'm not, I'm not even quite sure. I'm not good with dates. Was season three and you did three seasons. Three, four, five. Three full-time seasons, yeah. Two part-times. Yes. And then you were like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Kathy is Teresa's cousin. Yes, and Joe Gorga's cousin. I'm going to call Joe Gorga, Gorga. Yeah. And then I'm going to call Judice, Joe. Right. Are you getting the time? 2011. 2011. Wow. Yeah. Well, people are super excited. We have Facebook questions and my questions. So Elise Baker is going to start it by saying, I loved her. Oh, thank you, Elise. Yay. I'd like to know what her childhood was like and the dynamic between her, Teresa, Joe and Rosie growing up. Uh, well, uh, let's see, Elise, that's a great question. So um, I'm older than Teresa by seven years. And so my sister is two years younger than me, okay. or a year and a half younger than me. And so, and I have three older brothers that you never saw on the show because they were not interested. They were like, nah, we're good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They were not involved in the show whatsoever. And they're like a lot older than me, like nine years older than me. So from the same parents, but my mother needed a break after three boys. Yeah. Anyhow, um, my mother is Teresa and Joe's father's uh, sister. So my mother, their father, brother and sister. And he is a lot younger than my mom. So my father actually brought her father to this country. He lived with us the whole bit. Wow. They were growing up. They were a lot younger. They were our little cousins, but we were really close. And Rosie was actually really close to Joe Borga. And I was closer to Teresa. We had a lot more things in common, you know, whatever. But we always were together all the time, even though we were older. Because we were their only cousins here in the States. But I had a whole bunch of other cousins from my father's side of the family that we were close to. But you didn't grow up in Franklin Lakes. You moved there. No, we grew up in Patterson. Okay. Totowa and Patterson, which are two neighboring towns. Okay. So we went to the same elementary school. And then later I went to the same, I went to high school and Teresa went to the same high school as me. Not at the same time though, being that I'm seven years older. So how close were Teresa and Joe Gorga growing up? Oh, extremely close. Very, very close. They did everything together. They had, I think they're only about three years difference in age. I'm not quite sure, but they're close in age. So they had a lot of the same friends. Fast forward to what they went through on the freaking show. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was, it was uh, you know, it was a heartbreaking. When Joe Gorga married Melissa, mm-hmm. did Teresa have problems with her at that time? Well, it was, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. Uh, let's see. They both tried, but they both didn't try. Like their eyes were always like being judgmental of one another, but they would try, but it really wasn't full fledged trying. You know, it's, listen, it's difficult Yeah. coming into, you know, Teresa and Joe grew up very, very 
old school Italian. They had a way of doing things. And, you know, there was old fashioned ways of doing things. And then Melissa grew up a little bit more, I want to say Americanized or second generation, third generation, maybe fourth generation Italian. Okay. And then she lived in South Jersey. We are all in North Jersey. Different ball game. Yeah, it, it's different. We didn't really get to hear how you met Rich. Oh, so I met Rich on a plane. What? Yeah. What are the odds? Okay, I need to know the story. Tell me everything. So what happened is I we we both grew up in Patterson, New Jersey. I went to a county high school, so had everybody in the county went to that high school. And he grew up in the city high school. So a lot of the kids that went to school, one of the, they grew up in Patterson. They knew him, but I went to school with them vice versa. So then I, when I started working, I was working with a lot of the kids that he was, he went to school with. So we knew each other. We got on this plane. We're going down to Florida. We walk into play and I had seen him out before in clubs and stuff like that. He was always the guy that would walk into the club early on and then split. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy think he is? Like he like, and I would be standing right next to him. He'd be talking to all my girlfriends that he went to high school with and never even look my way. It's Cause he liked you. No, he never even noticed me. He later told me, I never even noticed you. And I'm like, thanks. I mean, I was pretty, but I don't know what the hell. So um, then when we were getting on the plane and he had this name, Richie Wakili, kind of like sounded like a song, right? And I was wondering where he was from. What, what, what was his background? Because it was an Italian. And was he Hawaiian? What was the deal? We actually then got on this plane and I was with this, my girlfriend and I pointed him out. I said, that's the guy you went to high school with, Richie Wakili. And she says, no, I don't think so. And then he offered to help us with our bags. He was traveling alone. And I said, oh, that, see, she, then they made the connection that it was, in fact, him. We sat down next to each other. Long story short, we hung out the whole weekend in Florida. He was there for a convention. We were just two girls getting a tan on before Memorial Day, yeah. you know. And um, then we... we I, we knew a lot of the same people. We didn't connect for like six months later. Hmm. And um, then we started dating. And then it was boom. Like a year later, we got engaged. And a year later, we were married. How old were you when you married Richie? I was 25. I turned 26 on our honeymoon. And you've been married. How? I think you just posted 20. September will be 29 years. Wow. Yeah. You married Richie before. Teresa got married. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, we, we, we used to double date with old boyfriends of hers and things like that. Yeah. So then when you met Joe, you met Joe Judice. Well, I knew Joe for a long time because we all grew up. We all were born, not born, but our families. He was born there, but our families all come to the same area in Italy. So the same Paese in Italy. We we're all from the same neighborhood. Like my mother and father were born in the same neighborhood, you know, so we all know one another. When they came here, I knew his parents. I knew him as a little boy. You don't see housewife shows that are like so connected. Yes. Yeah. Which made it more fun to watch, but also like more painful and dramatic. That's why it was, I think our season was so, um, so relatable. Yeah. Because you did feel like the arguments and the conflicts were real. And the tears were real. They were not made up. Maybe something was a small disagreement turned into something much bigger because there was so much more baggage that was attached to it. But I mean, did you guys, you know, fight, cry, love, laugh the way that you did on the show in real life? Well, we didn't fight that way. No. Until the show. Yeah. 
because there was no reason to everything. You know, it was always good times. Did Joe Judice and Joe Gorga get along before the show? Yeah, they, they tolerated each other. They grew up together. So they knew we did each other. They got along. Yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, that they were best, best, best buddies. But we well, they all hung around the same circles because our parents all knew each other. Wow. Yeah. Season one and two, did you just not want to do or? No, I was not interested whatsoever. I even remember telling Teresa when she was getting into it saying, are you out of your mind? You're going to do this? Like, I could never do that. I learned never say never. <laughs> they approached me, you know, casting pro approached me. I thought it was for something completely different. Like what? So at the time I was cooking and baking and going to like food shows and things like that and doing food demos. And so I thought that because they approached me as that they, they produce shows for Food Network, for Cake Boss, for TLC, for all these things. And so I thought, wow, they, they're looking at me for like a, a, a food show. And you would have loved that, I'm sure. Yeah, it was right up my eyes. Like, this is great. And then not until after I was interviewed over the phone um, and then I was in it a little bit more mm. did I know it was for Housewives. Not until like much later on. And then was there any part of you that says, no, 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 I don't want to do this? Oh, yeah, all along. Okay. I wasn't doing it. And, you know, they kept calling and it was fun. You know, the whole courting thing and the, the casting producers were like, it was very flattering and all that stuff. And the casting producers were so incredible. Like we came, they came over to video that segment to do that little, you know, interview. And then they dropped camera. And I said, listen, I'm making dinner. My kids just came home. Let's sit and eat and they were like yeah great so as soon as i started cooking they wrote, picked up the cameras again and i was like well, what are you doing i'm cooking <laughs> what do you want to film in this you got dior shoes on and you're cooking us dinner and i'm like yeah okay well let's get dinner on the table because my kids are starving <laughs> yeah. and then they sat down we hung out they were you know it was fun it was fun but all along in my head i'm like Okay, this is cool, but I'm not doing this shit. Here we are. Yeah, and here we are. I mean, even though it was your family, were you at all nervous to join the existing dynamic? No, I, I had no problem because I always get along with everyone. I get along with everyone. If I, if I feel like I don't like someone or I don't jive with someone, I'll just back off. But I don't, I'm not a big person that likes conflict. I hate conflict. But I knew everybody. I knew Dina. I knew Jacqueline. I knew Caroline very, very well for like years. And so, and of course I knew Melissa. So it wasn't any issue. I didn't think I wasn't going to have a problem until, let me back up. At first I wasn't doing it. Right. And then they didn't cast me, Okay. but they told Teresa that they had cast me before I could even tell her that I was interviewed. Is that why this current gossip of Teresa saying you did it behind her back is happening? Exactly. Ah. That's how it all happened. I was just interviewed. I never ex expected them to choose me. I never agreed that I was going to do it. I was never given any kind of formal paperwork, nothing at all. It was just talk on the phone. And, and she had been traveling a lot and doing a lot of stuff, was super busy. And I didn't have a chance to talk to her face-to-face -face, because that's why I like to do things mostly face-to-face, right. -face, especially since I knew it was her thing. I just wanted to talk to her and get her facial expression and stuff because, again, I know her very well, and I wanted to get a good feel for it first, but I didn't get a chance to. They told her that I was cast and I was going to be the new housewife. And you hadn't said anything to her because you 
weren't cast. Right. And so she called me up I, and I answered the phone. Hey, what's going on? Because we were hanging out all the time. She goes, oh, I find it really bizarre that you wouldn't tell me that um, you were cast to be the new housewife. And I was like, what? I wasn't cast. She goes, well, I got a call from Bravo and you're cast to be the new housewife. Why would you do that behind my back? I go, I didn't do anything behind your back. I wasn't cast. I haven't agreed to a thing. They haven't told me anything. It was just a phone call, uh, you know, and then like an interview. But And she just wouldn't let up. They got into a shouting match. And I was like, but, but you just don't understand what I'm trying to tell you. I didn't agree to anything. And I'm not doing this. I want to talk to you about it first. And then, and it just, it was just the same record over and over and over again. Anything that I was trying to make her understand, she was not you know, and then I just finally got to the point where, you know what? Screw you. She goes, well, I'm the star of the show and I just won't film with you. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't agree to anything. And then I said, she goes, you know, the show is all about drama. And I go, well, that's just fine because that's right up your alley. No wonder why you're the queen of the show. And she flipped out. And then I was like, I don't need this bullshit in my life. And I hung up on her. And now it's coming up again. Yeah. And then I started hearing, shit, why would they choose her? She doesn't even have a designer bag. She, or she got her first designer bag when she was 40 years old. You know, all this negativity that, that she was saying about me, and I knew it was true because she's, she really, nobody else knew that I, my first designer bag was at 40 years old. I really never cared about it. I, I really don't care about that shit. You know, it's nice, sure, but my, college, my kid's college education was a little bit more you know, like, like they're just priorities. I didn't care, you know? Right. Then the contract came and I put it off. For, this was in March when I was interviewed. I didn't sign my contract until the day before I had a film in October. And when I did get my contract, I called her and she, and I said, Hey, I know you were upset about finding out, you know, that they interviewed me and I don't want to upset you. I said, but I just want to let you know, and you'd be the first to know that I'm holding my contract and it's signed and I'm sending it back. Okay, bye-bye. Well, had you watched season one and two? I had watched it. There was things in season one and two that I was like, I can't believe that this they're saying this on TV right now. Like what? Just like stupid shit. <laughs> like, I don't know, just stupid shit that they would say. And I was like, I can't believe that, that, that that's happening right now. I was like, I'm not going to do it, you know? And I really had a, I had a hard time with it. Well, and then there's nothing like your, I mean, at least in our perspective, your first scene was the christening. Yeah. What a way to start, you know? Yeah. And that was the first, it was actually the second, I did a film, a small snippet at Melissa's house the day before. Okay. Then the second day was the first day my whole family was together at the christening. And as soon as that fight broke out, I ripped the mic off and I said, I'm fucking out of here. You, I told you, if you poke you know, poke the lion. This is what's going to happen. You poke the bear. This is what's going to happen. Why did you keep poking the producers? Because that's their job. Yeah. I was like, I'm out. I'm not doing this. I didn't sign on for this shit. I'm not doing it. My mother had just gotten out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. She had broke, she had broken her arm. And I was like, so afraid about her getting hurt in that hole. And my kids, I didn't want them around that. I was very protective. I wanted all the kids out. And it seems like at least at first you sympathized with Gorga and Melissa after that whole. Well, it was that I just wanted to see them unite and I wanted them to talk it out. I want, that's all I wanted. Cause I had always been a sounding board 
for her. Growing up, I was the older cousin. I was always a sounding board. Whether she took my advice or she didn't, um, it was fine because, you know, I was always a sounding board for stuff. And the same goes for Melissa and Joe. I was, you know, I'm, I'm in the, you know, the middle person. The person to go to to talk, yeah. Yeah, I just really, and I had been, had more experience in marriage and relationship. You know, I was older. So I just wanted them to get along. But it kept, like, coming off on her end. She kept thinking that I was trying to make her look stupid. Dig at her, yeah. Listen, family makes jokes. That's all it is. Was It was just, I didn't think that anybody would get that offended by by jokes. But again, I really just wanted them to get along. Well, I mean, your first step was, with Teresa at least, was uh, approaching her at the fashion show and just saying, what have you talked to your brother? And you said something about Adriana and she took it and just ran. Yeah. What was your intention? I mean, obviously to fix everything, but when she said that, what happened was you didn't catch that. I don't think they edited and they showed that part, but she had said, Oh, when the tough got going, you got out of there. You ran. She did say that. That showed. Yes. And I said, yeah, I wanted to get my kids out of there. She goes, well, your kids are grown. Okay. They're still my kids. I still don't want them in the middle of, I said, but I wasn't only concerned for my kids. I was concerned for all the kids. You know, I saw even your daughter was unattended and I didn't mean she had left her unattended. Listen, if my husband and my father and my brother were in a fight together, that would have been my first concern too, is is trying to break that up. You know, my kids, if they weren't in immediate danger, I wouldn't have been worried about them that much because there was a lot of adults. That's all I was saying. Well, the funniest thing is that the show didn't really accurately show that you and Caroline had known each other for a really long time. Right. So when you go to Caroline's house and say, you know, sorry, I didn't mean for this to happen at the Brownstone. Yeah. It really seems like that was like your first time talking and that I know. she didn't want to be your friend, which is just interesting. Yeah, well, that I think what they had tried to do was, since we were both strong moms, like really strong, like they tried to say that we were both matriarchs, and I didn't even like that word, but like I was the head of my family, she's the head of her family, whatever. And I think they tried to create some kind of conflict between the two of us, but that just wasn't going to happen because I had so much respect for her. We had a history. I, every single family occasion had been at the Brownstone. So there was no reason for any conflict. And I wasn't, I wasn't going to have it. We were both very mature and saw what they were trying to do. And we weren't going to let it happen. Well, one of my favorite parts of season three was uh, whatever event or dinner everyone was having where you, oh, Thanksgiving, where you had yeah. that spread of dessert yeah, yeah, yeah. that was just unbelievable you had like what is it three different flavors of tiramisu yeah how many hours did it take you to bake all that it took me a few days um and i loved every minute of it that's what i used to do all the time for like parties and stuff like that at my house and my kids parties and stuff so i really looked at it like it was just fun for me and it was out of all that other bullshit that was going on and like production would come by while I was baking. And I was like, listen, I got work to do. They're probably like, dang it. Give us something. Yeah. And I wasn't really, and it was funny because my husband's like, are you going to get your hair done? You going to buy an outfit for filming? You going to get this to do? I was like, no, I'm, I'm, ba- I'm baking. This is more important <laughs> to me. And everybody else is getting waxed and hair done and buying clothes. And I'm like, 
I don't really give a shit about that. What was everyone's favorite uh, item, if you can remember? Well, the big cannoli was a big hit. It was it was great. And how that happened was production wanted me to make one giant stuffed cannoli with all this cream. And I was like, that's stupid. Not reasonable. Not going to make sense. And just another way for you guys to poke fun at Italians. And I was just not having it. So I filled them with all little cannolis and that made more sense. It was very cute. Yeah, everybody loved that. And they loved the uh, pumpkin tiramisu too. Well, we didn't really learn your background in cooking and baking. Did you go to cooking school? Was this just something you grew up doing? It was just something I grew up doing with my mom in the kitchen. We always, um, I always wanted to cook with her and she allowed me to do desserts to start off because, you know, with five kids, you want to get food on the table. And so she would let me do desserts after, you know, she was done cooking the meals. And so I always looked at it like a, uh, a place, a, a way for me to uh, express my creative outlet, my creative genes. I was very, very creative. I wanted to be an artist, you know, all this stuff. Well, how sad was that filming, knowing that, you know, your family wasn't together, that Teresa was kind of with the Manzos and you guys were all separate well you know what it it was it was just, i felt bad because it was if they felt bad about it but for me my kids you know and came down to it i hate to say it this way but i was with my husband and my kids and my mom and my sister and i was okay with it my brothers were with their families you know you know people scatter around Chris, uh thanksgiving a lot of times so i felt bad for them you know and it is cool to see you know, now that I know that you have a restaurant at, yeah. at the beginning, when you were just looking at spaces for a restaurant and this yeah. idea was just coming, like, where did that idea come from? Or was it always there? Well, I always wanted to have a place where, listen, when I got on the show, I took for granted that I was, that I love to cook and I love, and, and I was good at it. Right. I took that for granted. But then when the viewers started to respond to it and they started to ask for recipes and I was like, all right, you know, maybe I'm onto something. Maybe because I, when I had joined the show, I was looking for what I was going to do next. My kids were getting older. I was looking to do something, maybe a little catering business. I really wanted a little cafe. That's what I wanted, like a coffee, desserts, soups, salads, and paninis, things like that. And then when we started, you know, the, the, the response from everybody was, I was really onto something. I said, okay, maybe I'll, I should just do it now. And then my kids were still young and I said, I, this isn't the right time because then they're going to end up working there. And that's not really what they want to do. Mm -hmm. That's not what their vision for their future was. And I didn't want them to feel obligated to help mom out. So I put it on hold, you know, and they were both in high school yeah. and being in high school, you know, people think that your kids are more independent, whatever. I think you really need to pay more, a lot more attention to them at that age. Well, and it's just crazy. I, I was saying the same thing to Jacqueline. Looking back at your kids and then looking at them now. I know. It's just insane to me. They're so grown. You were talking with Richie about Victoria and having the talk and like. I know. And prom and stuff. And now she's engaged and it's just wild. Yeah, she's getting married in September and it's it's hysterical. It's, it's I can't believe how fast time goes. How did they take to the show? They were very unaffected and very like they didn't care about it. Like whenever we had to, we filmed as a family, they were like, all right, how, ma how many hours is this going to take? My friends are waiting. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know, they were not interested really in filming. After the first few times, they were really not that interested. 
So we they they did cooperated because they were great. They're such great kids. But then otherwise they were just like, you know, mom, you do your thing. If we need to be in a scene, we'll we'll be there. If it, if it involved the family, they liked that because it was natural. It was it was very comfortable. It was very fluid. But when there was a lot of this extra stuff going on, they were really not that interested. They they never wanted to do red carpet things with us. Look at that. Yeah, they didn't care. Well, the other time, speaking of kids and restaurant, you you go to Punta Cana. Right. And your other big Teresa blowout with kids was you talking about how you don't really know if you want to start a restaurant because you don't want to detach from your kids. Right. And then Teresa took that as you saying that she was detaching from her kids. And that's not what I meant. I, like I just said, they were in high school and I wasn't ready for that. Listen, my daughter's getting married. She's 20, 20, she's 25 years old. I'm still not ready to do that. <laughs> we still have this argument. My son's going to be moving into the city soon because he commutes every day to New York. And I'm still not ready to detach. I was just going through a whole thing last month because I know they're both moving out soon. It's very difficult for me. So, you know, I'm still not ready for that. (laughs) Remember taking sex ed in middle school and learning about how to prevent pregnancy at all costs? Well, how do we know how to plan ahead for pregnancy? It's time for fertility education with Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility is the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results fast. Traditional testing with your doctor is expensive, but Modern Fertility only costs $159. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash mouthing off, you can get $20 off your test. I just got my results back and now I have insight into how many eggs I have, my hormone levels, any reproductive red flags. Luckily, my results are normal, so that makes me happy. But either way, I like knowing more information. If you want kids today or maybe one day, I know that I do, you need all that information to make the best decision for you and it's never too early to get it. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash mouthing off. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost you at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash mouthing off. That's modernfertility.com slash mouthing off. Well, then we get into season four and it starts uh, with actually with the, well, Joe and Richie are like getting in on it about oh the black guy. Yeah. Everyone's kind of up in arms about the second cookbook that Teresa right. wrote. What about her cookbook? I'm sure you can recall made you the most angry as far as the contents of it. Well, I just didn't understand what that kind of writing had anything to do with cooking. Talking about family stuff. Yeah. That just didn't go. And I didn't see the need for it. That's all. And like, I know she like might as well just put my name in it because she was talking about me and she was talking about my husband making stupid jokes. But everybody was laughing, so they weren't that stupid. One thing about my husband since the day I met him till today, anytime I am like in a bad mood or I'm mad at him, even he could still make me laugh. And he makes everybody else laugh too. But he does bust balls, I could say, oh, yeah. which Teresa, I don't think ever really took to maybe. Um, she did before the show. She always thought he was funny as hell before the show. And then when other people were laughing, it wasn't funny to her. 
I just wonder if you can think of Teresa before the show and then Teresa as you were filming, like how did she change? Yeah, that's the sad part, you know? She was real sweet and gullible and funny and, you know, and but there's always this other person was always there. It just is now so much more magnified because life changed, you know? Her circumstances changed. And so, you know, the, that innocence or that naive person is gone and then this other person that's been through so much has had to take over and survive and so that's it's understandable you know but this person I don't even really recognize yeah well season four was when the world really really fell in love with Rosie yeah shining season breakout star we have tons of questions of everyone just wanting to know how Rosie is and then a lot of people wanting to know just about your history as sisters. And I know you had said that once she came out that you two grew so much closer. So what was that kind of evolution of your relationship like as sisters? Well, I kind of always knew deep down that she was gay. You know, it's not something, something you really ask somebody because she had it when she was younger, she always had these boy crushes and she was always had friends that were boys and she had a boyfriend, but, um, you know, so I never really asked, but I always felt it. I always waited for her to feel ready to talk to me about it. And then when she finally did, I was like, and she was crying and she was upset. And I said, well, what took you so long? And she goes, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't care. You're my sister. I love you. It doesn't change anything. I don't care. Finally. And then when she finally told the kids, that was real on camera. It was. No idea. And my kids were in high school and they had no idea. And the only reason why... I kind of pushed her a little bit. It told her that you need to have a talk with the kids is because she did appear on the end of season three. Very, very short. We were at a party just staring at me and Teresa talking. Okay. And I said, well, listen, if you, oh, you want to be part of this, so if you want to be part of this, then you need to have a talk with the kids because people are going to be talking about it. Right. And, and if you don't want, aren't ready to have that talk with the kids, they never asked me anything. Mm. And I said, if you're not ready to have that talk, then you need to rethink being on a show. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want the kids to find out from anybody else. Then she said, okay. And um, then she thought about it. And she said, okay, I want, I'm, I'm ready to do this. Go, Rosie. They couldn't believe it. The kids couldn't, they were like pretty much, like they never suspected anything. Really? That's how I raised them. I raised them to just... No love. When the kids were young and they first started hearing the word gay, they said to me, mom, what does gay mean? And I said, oh, gay means happy. (laughs) My mom said that to me too, yeah. And I was just telling them what they needed to do, what they needed to understand until they were ready to understand it. And when they had other questions, then I would. But I didn't want their first association, word association with being gay to be something, you know, that they didn't understand. And then just from there... Rosie took over. Oh, yeah. And she had a pretty good relationship with Teresa. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think Teresa always was intimidated by Rosie. Because Rosie went to bat for you a few times. Always. Always. You guys need to respect Kath and you need to get off her back a little bit. And the thing was for me was I didn't, and this has always been my thing, and my husband's the same way. They go to, they feel like, since I don't fight back, I'm weak. I'm not, not weak because they know I'm not weak, but they feel like they have to stick up for me because I don't fight back. 
I've always been that person. Like, yeah, go ahead, think whatever you want to think. I know the truth, and I'm good. I've only fought back with her a few times, you know, and, and, and I, didn't, I didn't like that person that I became. Those parts, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that part of me, and so I try not to go there. It takes a lot. What was the hardest part for you to watch of your experience? That reunion. That was rough. Because, you know, she went in on my relationship with my father. First, she went in, she had gone in with a relationship with my sister and I. She tried to say that I didn't accept my sister, which was bullshit. Then she went in on my relationship with my husband, that we were going to get divorced, which was never true. Uh, listen, I'll be the first one to tell you, the first year of my marriage was hard. And anybody that tells you that the first year of marriage is blissful, you're fucking lying. <laughs> so it was hard. It was hard, but we never, ever considered divorce. So that's why I said, well, you're lying. That's not true. And then she said, well, my mother told me. I, that's when I went in. First of all, my mother would never, ever say something like that. It wasn't true. And so I just came out with it. You're, you know, and then she, then she went on and all this about her father and blah, blah, blah. And then said that my father, her father was a better father to me than my father was. And my father had passed away. Was that season four reunion? Yeah. I think that was the one I was talking to Jacqueline where I was like, Teresa just went like just scary to me. It was just, that was the longest day of my life, I think. How long was it? So we were up at five and then we didn't finish until I'm going to say seven or eight o'clock at night. It was, that was a rough day. I've told y'all that I got an Embark Dog DNA test kit for my puppo Corey because I couldn't tell if he was a full Chinese crested or not. And I just got my results back. So I want to share them with you. Turns out he is 100% crested. I also learned about any genetic health conditions he might run into that I brought up with his vet. And I also know where his family comes from. And we know all that because of the Embark Dog DNA test kit. The Embark test kit is the most comprehensive on the market. It looks at over 250 breeds and 100 170 genetic health conditions to help you best care for your pup. I love learning not only about Corey, but also about the general personalities and behaviors of Chinese Cresteds and how many other cute Cresteds have also been tested by Embark. So Embark is the only research-grade dog DNA test kit on the market. It's more than twice as precise as any other dog DNA test kit on the market because their scientists look at over 200,000 genetic markers and can make scientific discoveries that help all dogs live longer, healthier lives. We know our doggos can't speak to us, about ailments and they can't tell us whether they're a mixed breed or a purebred but with Embark you can have a leg up when it comes to knowing as much as possible about them. Right now Embark has an exclusive offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now. Use the promo code Olivia to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use the promo code Olivia to save. I do want to ask uh, about that season with the the posh fashion show and the whole Melissa dancer debacle yeah. thing. So the whole thing was that Teresa set that up and Jacqueline the other day was like 100% that was true. Uh-huh. Do you believe Jacqueline? Do you think Teresa had nothing to do with that? I was clueless to what was going on the whole time. I was like, what the hell is going on here? I, I was just, my mind doesn't work that way. Like, especially then I didn't know the way things work setups, who was talking behind the scenes, who was doing this was it. I had no idea this stuff was going on. So I was completely clueless. 
I was just like, why would anybody do that? Right. This whole reality thing to me, the reality TV, I took that word literally. This is my reality. I'm going to do what my reality in my life is happening. I'm not going to make anything up. I'm not going to make good TV. If my life is good TV, then great. But I wasn't about to fabricate anything or set anybody up or be devious or plant stories. So when all the pieces started to come together, yeah, there was some dirty handed stuff that was going on. Just thinking about the long road trip that I made in South Africa today, but at least I had Best Fiends to keep me company. Best Fiends is my favorite game to pass the time while still engaging my brain, enjoying really breathtaking visuals and stories. I got to level 85 on this road trip alone. It's a casual game that anyone can play that involves collecting cute characters to use strategically for each level and of course solving challenging puzzles. It's the most unique and exciting puzzle game out there and it updates monthly with new levels and events so the game never gets old i find myself playing on airplanes road trips even if i'm just waiting in line to order some food or something and the best thing for me is that you don't need internet to play so even works on the subway trust me with over 100 million downloads this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play so download best fiends for free on the apple app store or google play that's friends without the r Best Fiends. Well, we go into season five, which is, I mean, so much goes on, but, you know, it's, it's, everyone goes to this retreat and there's a, a big brawl. And then apparently once you get to a brawl, then you hit rock bottom and there's only up from here. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and everything is like sort of better, but it seems kind of fake all the time. Right. That season to me, there, uh, Maybe you can think of like a, a top moment for you, but to me, it was there was just was like so much going on that that season, your your last season as a full timer, you know. Yeah, it just was. It was like a nutty season. Like I was per, personally, I was growing myself. You know, my my business. Right. Started writing my cookbook. My dessert line was coming out. I was working on that, and I was so over all the drama. It was all about the resolution. My sister and I, our relationship had gotten stronger. It was big changes happened for me personally. Um, and then that retreat, my sister and I really got a lot out of it. Yeah. We really like received all like the, that, the bonding. Spirituality and all that. Yeah. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like I would love to go back. The whole horse thing was amazing. Oh, Rosie loved the horse thing. Yeah. It was that. very empowering. By the way, I was the, pretty much the only one right off the bat that was able to lift that horse's leg. No way. So easy. Like he just, <laughs> he was so great. You had a connection. All these macho dudes trying to lift the horse. I was like, oh, that's great. And then the whole tightrope, the, the wire thing. Rich and I got the furthest, but they didn't show that. Of course, they wanted to show the other two that, you know, whatever. But that was a lot of fun too. Well, then what happened with your full-time role at the end of, of five? The truth? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Teresa just didn't really want me on anymore. She has that much power? Uh, pretty much she did. She was just like, I'm just not going to film anymore, you know, with her. And, and then I, and I wasn't into fighting anymore. I just didn't want the fighting. Because, like, if I would make a joke, it was offensive. And it wasn't trying. Like, it was, there were jokes. Everybody was joking. Like, Joe Joyce called me fat. I called him dried up. Who cares? <laughs> it was like stupid. It was stupid. 
stupid jokes. And then my husband, my husband, of course, he went in a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Because then we went to Bear Mountain. That one was, that was rough. Bad. Yeah, that was bad. And we're the ones that got them to like talk again. Because we went in the room to try and reconcile. Always. It was always that way. Then I guess they did. That felt like, well, they reconciled. They didn't need me to be the middleman anymore. So my role pretty much was going to get. And you mean Melissa, Teresa, and Joe. Yeah. yeah. Well, then you came back as, what do they call it? A a, a friend or or whatnot. It was more like a part-time role. The big moment was in in, uh, season seven where you and Rosie sit down with Teresa and she basically says, I don't want to be around you anymore. And, and he compared you guys to like cutting out cancer. Yeah. What led to that point? Again, she just wanted us off. And so, and, and I was like, you know, I don't need this either. I'm, I actually, nobody knows this. They didn't air that. But I had talked to production. I said, listen, it's spring break. I'm going on vacation. Can I take a few days off? My kids are off from school. I'm going down to Florida. Yeah, no problem. I said, if, you know, I want to meet with Teresa, I want to have a talk with her, whatever. They said, yeah, you go ahead. We don't have anything planned. As soon as I get here in Florida, I get a call from production saying she's agreed to have lunch with you. Okay, schedule it when I'm back. No, no, tomorrow. What? And so I was like, you know what? If she's agreed to meet, I want this reconciliation to happen, legit happen. Like, I didn't care about cameras being there. I just wanted peace. I really just wanted to have peace in the family and some kind of resolve. So I went home. I left my family here on vacation and I went home. And to sit down with that, and I remember Rosie getting like sentimental and I was like, all right, back off. Like, she's not gonna get away with talking to us like that. And we don't really need her. We tried, we've given all this effort constantly. And you know what, back off. I'm not going to sit here and be called cancer. How dare you? Oh, yeah, that was brutal. I mean, after that point, was your relationship actually real life? Everything, was it pretty severed at that point? Yes and no. Like for me, I always felt like, listen, we're family and I'll always, I'll always keep an open mind and keep an open heart and always want the best for her. But I'm not going to try anymore. And then you were done for good. Yeah. That was at your choice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because then when I was done from the show, I was like, I am so done. Mm-hmm. And when I had done, I had a production meeting after we wrap, you know, you do that every year, after the season production meeting, what's going on with you, blah, 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 this and that. And Bravo, you know, I sat with somebody at Bravo and they just said, listen, I think we're going to go in a different direction this year. And I said, okay, I want to, I, you know, I brought cannoli. I was like, thanks so much for the opportunity. It's been a, it's been a fun time, but you know, I'm going on and I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be, I have a, I'm opening up a restaurant soon. I got this going on. I got that going on. Um, so I'm, I'm busy with other stuff and, uh, thank you for the opportunity. It's been great. And I, and I'll always look back and say it was a great opportunity, but I was so relieved. Do you miss anything about the show? No, there were some fun times. I liked the, the, the thing that I, I do miss is the family situations that helped people that we were able to talk about those things. Like my, for my daughter's situation with her, with her brain tumor and give people hope and, you know, know that there is light at the end of the tunnel that you could to, to give people like that inspiration to keep looking for another diagnosis. Um, the fact that we brought a lot of attention to foundations like the Children's Brain Tumor Foundation. 
So perhaps the platform that you gained. Exactly. In using that platform for a positive message. That's really what I miss. And people coming up to me, you have the greatest kids. And, you know, your husband, your relationship is really great. And, you know, things like that. Like you can fight with and disagree with your husband and there's still a marriage. And like you can, after being a stay-at-home mom, after all these years, go out into the working world and find your next chapter. You can do that. And that was legit for me. That wasn't some made up store or made up business or those are real businesses, real stuff. It wasn't something, Oh, I need a new storyline. Let me open up a new business. You know, I'll slap my name on this. It was none of that. Like you see too often. We have a lot of Facebook questions about just current status. Yeah. Sarah Lanier. Does she watch the show now? Does she know any of the other housewives that are on the show? Even if she isn't on herself Side note, I loved her and I'm so excited for this podcast. Aw, thank you. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for your question. I um, do not watch anymore. I'll, ca- I'll catch a clip here and there on my Discover on my Instagram and I'm like, I can't even believe this Shake is happening. Shake my head, yeah. Um, do I know any housewives? I do know Margaret. I don't know her very well. I just met her because she start- started using my hairdresser and so we run into each other that way. But she's, she's real cool and funny. I think she's a trip. Um, do I know? I know Jennifer. Jennifer and I have been friends for a long time. And nobody knows that. And I'll, it's funny because I'll comment on her Instagram now again. And I'll be like, oh, Kathy, you're trying to get back in. And I'm like, you know, we're friends for a long time now. <sighs> Can't win. I met her about 10 years ago. So it's like, really? Uh, no. Um, Dolores, of course, I've known for about 20 years. I knew Dolores when she first, and Frankie, her son was the only little boy, uh, maybe, I don't know, five years old when I, when I met him. Well, my friend Danny said, is Rosie dating anyone? No, she's not dating. She's not dating. Yeah. She's very, very, very involved in her. She started her own company and she's very involved in that. And she's kicking ass. No time for dating. No. Let's see. Basically, I think people just want to know your status with a lot of people. So Melissa and Joe, Gorga, what's your status with them? I don't see them. I'm not in contact with them. No. Why? They reconciled with Teresa, which was the, always the end goal, you know, but my end goal was for all of us to reconcile as a family, but um, that didn't happen. And, and that's cool because they're brother and sister and that's the way it should be. But then there was like some miscommunication, not miscommunication, but misperceptions on their part saying that Melissa in particular, that, that she thought that I was upset because I wasn't on the show and we still were. The truth is we were family before the show ever occurred and my life was not about the show. And we had a relationship that was outside of the show and it didn't continue after the show. What the hell? The show is going to be, it's here for a small part of your life in the big timeline of your life. And I was there for you during the rough times, but I have no hard feelings or anything like that. I wish them all well and I'm happy that they're reconciled. Well, so then I'm assuming uh, you and Teresa haven't, don't communicate either or? No. No, I I did reach out and went to visit her after her mom passed away. Mm -hmm. That was one of the questions. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and she had went on 
I don't know, some kind of interview and said that I, I did not. I mean, because I wasn't at the, at the services. I was away and I wasn't at the services, but I was there the very next day at her home. Thoughts on Teresa and Joe's split. Did you see that coming in any way? Uh, yeah, I guess. But I always hoped that they wouldn't, you know. But I mean, it would be very difficult for it to work in, in, in Italy, especially where he lives. There's not a lot, a lot of opportunity for, for the young people there. They'd have to live in a big city, and he's not in a big city. Lauren Lirian said, is Rosie going to see Joe in Italy? <laughs> the funny thing is, Lauren, is that we were in Italy, same town, visiting my, my other uncle there, right when he came out, you know, and he was there. But it was right when he came back. So it didn't really work. No, because you know what? He was just released and you need time to decompress. And so we didn't, we sent a text and um, that's it. You know, wishing you well, but we didn't really go in because he needed a little time to decompress. Do you see a potential of a relationship with him though? Like with you and Rich too? Well, we go there every year. We go to that small town every year and if we, there's the opportunity to see him. We would love to see him. He did see my mom, actually, when, when we were there. Because I took my mom, and they bumped into each other. We had gone somewhere that day. And he was very warm and, you know, the way he always was. He's, we love Joe. For the record, we love Joe, always have. He's a great guy. One of my last questions about the family is a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. But what do you think this family would look like if Real Housewives of New Jersey never happened? Oh, uh, you know what? You never know. I don't know. I guess it would be the way it was. But then again, the kids are grow, grow up and the kids, your kids really start to take you in different directions, you know? And so who knows if we would have stayed as close as we were back then. Um, I don't know. I just wonder if you would be on like a no speaking terms with people. Yeah, it seems a little extreme. It does. Yeah, it does. Well, I'm going to I'm going to toot your horn a little bit to to end this podcast. Thanks. Ana Alicia Villanueva, can you tell her that I always loved her and thought she was a great addition to the show because she seemed Aww. like a genuinely good person? Oh, thank you, Anna. That's so sweet. Heather Stanbro, you we talked about this a little bit, but what are your kids up to? They seemed like they had such good heads on their shoulders when they were on the show. I see, you know, Victoria is engaged as we talked yes. about. But yeah, your kids were great on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're doing great. Yeah, my son is working in the city. He was working for Barney's New York as a, a footwear buyer. He's now moved on to sales and he's traveling all over the country and going to Italy in sales and fashion, still in fashion. And there, actually, I was searching researching and there's an article about how how cute he is wow (laughs) thank you thank you he is a cutie he's grown up quite a bit it's like the things people can make a news article about oh it's funny because it's like it's so funny if somebody said wow what a glow up oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) jen kaiser final question miss her first of all she was such a voice of reason what has she been up to since being on the show is she still selling her desserts and where can we find them? Well, thank you, Jen. Thanks so much. It's such a sweet question. And, you know, speaking of sweets, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm still making my desserts and they are on, um, you can get them on goldbelly.com. 
And my cannoli kit is available there as well as my cookbook. And I have started a podcast myself back in September. And it's about the conversations that happen around the table. And so how it started was um, a friend of mine was talking, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, you know, everybody wants to be invited to dinner. I go and I think they really want the food, but they want the conversation as well. I said, I think I'm going to start a podcast. And he said, that's a fantastic idea, you know, because the, the conversations that happen around the table about travel, about relationships, about indulgences, you know, um, about the food that we're eating. And so that's that's the, the concept and it's taking off. It's doing really, really well. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And they can subscribe. Did you say the name of it? It's, some, eat. it's called Eat, Live. Love, indulge. Eat, live, love, indulge. Got it. All my favorite things. Eating, living, loving, and indulging. <laughs> Same. Uh, okay, podcast, cookbook, cannoli kit, desserts, pizza love. Yes, your restaurant, of course, in New Jersey. Yes, White Cough, New Jersey. Um, it's a family restaurant. Bring your own bottle. Have some great food, great conversation, Bring your family. It's a. It's not fancy at all, but it's really good food. Bring your appetite. And then, lastly, if people want to follow along with your life, which they will, your Instagram. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. I mean, all those things. Twitter, Kathy Wakili, at Kathy Wakili. The only thing is my website. So it's Kathy Wakili Desserts. Desserts. Com. Well, there you go, people. That's where to follow Kath. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm uh, working on some other things and bringing people what they were looking for is more cooking. I mean, I'm working on doing a media version, a, a visual version of my podcast. So get after it, girl. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Well, uh, tell Richie, I, I said, if he wants to come on next week, he can. <laughs> if he wants his own episode, I'm happy to get the truth. Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh, enjoy Florida. Thanks so much. Thank you, Lovey. Thank you for having me. Let's have, let you get you on my podcast. Please. Oh, I would love to. Great. Have a good night, honey. Thank you. Bye. You too.